0: The law, marginal legal advice. I have a question for you. How is it that a man can face jail time, real jail time, for an overdue movie rental? All right, we go to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and a Lonnie Perry rented the movie in 2014. He rented Ted, by the way, which is a good movie. And he said, I lived in Claremore at the time, uh, just a regular weekday. There I go. I I go home from work. I stop by and rent the movie. Then I go home, and I watched it. And I'm sure he enjoyed it, even though the documents don't say that, because it was a funny movie. So he thinks, uh, this was back in 2014, he goes, all right, how much did it cost me? Five or six bucks. But right after that, I became homeless. So uh, I threw all the things I had in a box, including the rented DVD, and then I moved. And then I completely forgot. And I never rented the, or I never returned the rental DVD. Until I got a phone call from the DA of Rogers County and then received a letter in the mail. And uh, then the bill became, because it was a DV rental, uh, DVD rental, uh, the bill is now $218.07. Now you would figure, and I've been late on rentals when I used to rent DVDs before doing the internet stuff, uh, that the most they would hit me for is the cost of the movie. You know, after a given period of time, you simply buy the movie at whatever retail price. And that was it. Nope, they wanted $218. I guess interest and penalties just kept on going. Boy, I'm delighted that it wasn't uh, their, the kids or the grandkids because it'd be $1.8 million, right at this point. Except for the statute, of course. And he says, I don't have that kind of money. I don't have $218. I mean, I'll get it. I'll pay it. I'll do what I have to do. But I, you know what? Let me figure some other way. And uh, nope, no pay, of a warrant for your arrest. So he spoke, he he went to the store and say they tried to get in touch. And this is the DA's office, get in touch with Perry several times. They couldn't track him down, so they give it to the DA because effectively they called it stolen stolen property. And uh, here's how it breaks down because the store really only gets 19 bucks. And another $25 for lost profit because they didn't have the DVD for uh, rental availability. The DA gets $174 as part of a state statute that deals with unreturned movies. And as Perry said, you know, I paid five bucks for this and it really wasn't worth it. I should have never rented it. All right, let's take some phone calls. Hey, Andrea, welcome to Handle on the Law. No. Yes, ma'am.
1: So I'm being sued for by my former partner in a restaurant, a restaurant partnership, and the restaurant, the restaurant was conceptually my idea, and I did put some money in. Um, I moved to a different town. I spent a lot of money to do so to be a part of this business, and my partners, there's two of them, have frozen me out. And they're now trying to sue me for money. All
0: right, what are, uh, what is the basis of their lawsuit? What are the they arguing?
1: Of, uh, okay, so one of the partners, is a financial partner, and she bought the shares in the company and split it evenly between the three of us. And we were the agreement was verbal agreement was
0: Oh, right right that, there. I can't believe when you you say, you start with the verbal agreement was in a in a restaurant business, Andrea. Yeah. All right. Well, let me put it this way. The verbal agreement doesn't exist because right. there he she and the other one is are going to deny that ever happened. Do you have right. anything in writing? Do you have a partnership agreement in writing?
1: Unfortunately, no.
0: Wow! How much money did you put into this
1: thing? I personally didn't put that much money in. I put in, I put in fifteen thousand dollars plus. You know, I spent a whole bunch of money to actually move here. And wow! Work on this All right.
0: So, what are they suing? So, what? Forget about the verbal agreement. What are they suing you for?
1: Uh, Thirty-three thousand dollars.
0: And what is the basis of their lawsuit?
1: The basis is that uh, this woman loaned me the money for the shares in the company. And did she? Uh, she, she, she did. However, they, the understanding was that they were going to
0: be paid out of future
1: profit. Okay, so... But now that they kicked me out.
0: Yeah, I understand. So the only proof is that you've got the money from her? Uh, Yeah. Okay, so what's your question?
1: Uh, Well, there really is any proof that I have, got the money from her. It's just that I own the shares.
0: I'm sorry. Uh, She wants $33,000 back. What is your question?
1: Um, I don't know if I should counter sue.
0: Well, you have to do something. You've got to defend yourself because what's going to happen, since there is no agreement of any kind, what they have is a loan for you to buy shares, of which you didn't buy. Were shares issued in your name? Yes. All right, and you have those shares. So she loaned you money to buy the shares. Now she wants her money back because there you are with the shares. And you right. don't and you don't have much of a defense. No. Yeah, you're screwed.
1: Thank you. I, I knew that.
0: Yeah, all right. Just wanted to hear it. Now I, I oh wow, a restaurant, fifteen thousand dollars, you move. She moves cities, gives it all of that and there it's a verbal agreement. It is a verbal agreement. Wow. Okay, just wanted to go there, Norman. Yes, Norman.
2: Yes. Go ahead. I was I was calling regarding I had a judgment that well, I had won against an individual that had passed away recently and i wanted to see about his family members and there was no will or nothing are coming in and trying to basically give away everything on his property and i wanted to see about trying to put a home Yeah, on that's his... that's
0: kind of tough. Uh, how much money are we talking about Norman?
2: Uh $10,000. Well,
0: okay. Uh he if he doesn't have an estate and here's what you have to find out if he if he's left no will which you say he did. And now uh, someone has to open up a probate, and that is uh, a probate in intestacy. That's a probate with no will, and uh, the law is very specific as to who gets that uh, that property or that money, and that goes to the children and a surviving spouse, and uh, there are rules uh, that kick into that. You have a claim against the estate, but Norman, you've got to find out if there's a probate opened, which is a public record, so you have to hunt it down, and then you have to make a. Cl- oh,
2: I, know, I know there isn't. I've already been in. Uh, if there's no probate,
0: daughter, if there's no probate open, there's no place for you to go. Because what do you know? They've given away. Well, uh, I'd
2: already filed an abstract of judgment. Right, so that, and that goes away. That property
0: he does have real property, and who gave the property away? Since it's in his name.
2: Well, uh, the daughter that he hadn't seen for 45 years and he just got back in touch with a year ago is now um, saying that she wants to give away his vehicles and stuff.
0: Well, the problem is that she can't unless she inherits it, inherits the vehicle. It's all in she has his... No rights to anything right that's now. That's correct. She has no rights. that She can give it away and say, here you go. And uh, there's no validity. Whoever takes it is never going to be able to register it ever unless she forges a document. And the same thing with a house. I mean, it's not hers to give away, but they do it anyway, Norman.
2: I mean, well, the house is in foreclosure right now.
0: Then your history. Your history. Just kiss it goodbye. This is Handle on the Law. Yeah, we might be a candle in the wind.
1: But let's pretend we're brown.
0: AM six forty. More stimulating talk. Bill Handle here. This is Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice. Hi Cecil, welcome to Handle
2: on the Law. Hello, Bill. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for taking my call. I hope I could get story in before my my cell phone battery dies out.
0: Okay. What can I do for um, you? Let's do it quickly.
2: Okay. um, Here's the story. It's 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 a little tricky. I've been in the television industry for sixteen years. Um, I had reached a, a plateau for a network a television network that I was working for, so there was no more room for upward upward movement.
0: Okay, and what so kind of I, job did you have, Cecil? What exactly did you do?
2: Uh, I was a promo scheduler. Okay,
0: a promotion scheduler.
2: Yes, sir. All right. Yes, sir. Just curious. Okay. So basically, uh, all I did was design the on-air look for the network and schedule all the secondary events, the acts, and all that other good stuff. So I took a job at this network as a freelancer. Uh, I was hired, uh, got the job. Uh, I was then a victim of bullying based on my, my sexual preference. And um, oh, I'm assuming, con-
0: uh, Cecil, I'm assuming that everybody there was gay and you're straight. Do I have that right? Uh, it was the opposite. Ah, OK. Got it. All right. Sort of misunderstood. Yeah, i was I'm just going in. That. It. Got it. Thank you no, so much. No, it's for It's OK. Talking. It's OK. OK. It's
2: OK. So this guy kept kept harassing me and, and calling me gay every day, every day, every day. And one day he printed out my picture and put in on a, a deformed baby's. Uh, body, and posted it on his cubicle okay. for everybody to laugh at. Lovely. All and right. Then, That's
1: clearly a hostile... Made an
2: indirect comment. Yeah, I made an indirect comment because I couldn't take it no more, and the comment that I made caused me to lose my job.
0: All right. So now, but you were freelancing at that time.
2: All and right. My rights were never explained to me. They never explained that I had rights as a freelancer. Yeah, that's, like that.
0: it's, it's, it's not, not. You know me. what? It's, that's going to be a tough one. You know, you're right. That is a very tough one. And then they fired you. Uh, you yeah, know what? I, here's what I would do. So they fired you as a freelancer. I would still talk to an employment discrimination attorney, see if uh, under those circumstances, you have a hostile work environment because you were freelancing at their place of work. Correct. Okay, and correct. you may, incidentally, that may mean that you're not a freelancer. It could be that you're an employee because you work their hours, is that correct? They told you what hours is, to work? Yes, yes, And you worked at their facility, and you did what they told you to do, correct? Definitely.
2: You're not definitely. a freelancer.
0: Cecil, so you're not a freelancer. You're an employee. You're an employee. They violated the law, the labor law, just on the... Uh, the issue of you being an employee, and you can at, and you can go after them for a hostile work environment. I think that would fly. Uh, you get okay. to you get to talk to an employment discrimination attorney. Now, here is the other question: Now that we've established that you're gay and not straight and been discriminated, how flamboyant are you? I mean, do you wear tutus, the boas, all of
2: that? No, no, no. no most definitely, I, uh, I I dress well. Okay. I carry myself professionally. All right. And I don't make it. So you don't I, I, you don't, don't make it, got
0: it. to so the you, point
2: where where everybody you know, uh, I'm flying around throwing around pixie dust. Okay, so you like don't sachet like or that.
0: whatever. So yeah, how does no, everybody no, how do they know you're like see that. so how do they know you're gay?
2: Because he kept saying based on the way that I was dressed and the way that I sound, he kept saying that I was gay. And I never I never I never mentioned it, but he kept pressing the fact.
0: Oh, you just say it's none of your business. You say no. Is it is the guy married? He's married, so why don't you go and say, hey, your wife was great in the sack last week.
2: (laughs) That's a good one. I wish I could have. Had I thought about that, I would have used it. Okay, so anyway. Here's where it comes first uh, full circle. So they dismissed me, and and I ended up working for an affiliate of that network. I can't say the name of the network. I know that already because I'm in the industry. Um, So I worked for an affiliate... And it somehow, I got hired with that affiliate under the same umbrella. They're they're two separate networks, but they they're 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 affiliated. I got hired December the second, and three weeks later, somehow that incident resurfaced.
0: And you got fired again. You know what? How is exactly. it? That, how is it that in show business in television? Uh, they don't accept the fact that you're gay that's like working in musical theater and you get fired because you're gay so there's no one thank left on stage thank you okay
2: uh, talk thank to because an this is a huge corporation.
0: I get thing. it talk to the employee. talk to an employment discrimination attorney go onto the website go to handleonthelaw.com and talk to one of those lawyers and uh, Wait, we, what's we, that
2: website address again
0: handleonthelaw.com all right, there you go. Gee, I never would have guessed Cecil was gay. Would you? Never in a million years. Well, thank goodness he straightened us out on that. This is Handle on the Law.
1: If I could find a way to see this i run
0: away. KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. Bill Handel, Saturday morning. This is Handle on the Law. Phone numbers, 800-520-1-KFI, 800-520-1534. We still have a few lines open. Brett. Hello, Brett. Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, you've got to pick up the phone.
3: Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. What's up? Come on, man.
0: All right. Ask me a question. Okay.
3: Um, This is my question. Uh. That, okay, this apartment that I'm living in, uh, there's an issue going on with the uh, wear and tear <clears throat> on this uh, apartment. And every time I come to the landlord, I'll say, look, at wear and tear. Uh, I need to uh, get something done here. I want the carpeting replaced. I want a little bit of paint.
0: He doesn't have and to do that. Okay. He doesn't have to do that. Uh-huh. The only thing he has to do is make sure that it's not unsafe. That's it. Right. He can leave paint in there for 40 years. Right. he can have the, he can have the carpet wear down to nothing you have no rights to force him to replace any of that you have the right to force him to, to replace a water heater broken uh-huh. window broken locks absolutely not what not is not wear and tear because that's just uh you know what you don't like it you can move all right, right you can Right, you can move, but
3: now I I'm, I I'm, 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 this issue is in the bedroom, the flooring now is in, in, not in good
0: condition. Well, There's again, no. is it un can you argue it is unsafe? Oh, yes, I can. Then it that's does. not wear and tear. Then you have an unsafe condition.
3: Okay, then it's all about the being the unsafe. That's condition. correct.
0: That's where so it goes. That. It becomes once it hits unsafe, you can do something about it. Until then, you've got a problem on your hands. Now, oh. let's take a practical measure here. You take pictures of it to uh, cover your rear end when uh, you go to court, and what you do is you tell him I want it fixed. He says no. You then uh, you have a couple of options, and one of them being that you replace the carpet, or let him know you replace the carpet and deduct it from the rent. Now what he does is file a three day notice to pay rent or quit, and uh, you, depending on if you can prove to the to the judge that, Your Honor, this is beyond <laughs> this is beyond wear and tear. Uh, as you can see it's an unsafe condition and uh, the judge agrees with you then the case is dropped and the judge tells the landlord it was legitimate for him to do that and it was legitimate for him to uh, uh, to deduct the amount from rent and now you're back to where you were with uh, carpeting that is reasonably uh, that is new, that is safe. And you have a landlord that really wants you out, who hates your guts.
3: Right, and the thing is, like you say, you, you in a way, I'm kind of feeling like, okay, my relationship with my landlord is excellent. Uh, we have a good relationship. He, um, he, he really appreciates the fact that I'm a, a, a renter. Then negotiate that, you know. it. And if he doesn't yeah. want to, have
0: you already asked him to replace the carpeting? Yes, this is the—, the And what did he say? Is, you don't have to give me a story. Well, this is what he said. No, i got to talk to my wife because— All right, so we ask him. So go on and say, listen, I've looked at the law. All right. And uh, I and I have my rights to do this. I don't want to go there. We have too good a relationship. Would you please replace the carpet? If he says no, cut a deal. Say, how about half? How about if I throw in some money? How about and just start talking? And if it turns out he won't replace it, you don't have that good a relationship or you just suck it up and put in new carpeting. So how much money are you paying for your apartment?
3: Okay, the apartment is being rented for nine ten. All right. What's Uh, the market value? The market value in this area, I'm going to say, is about uh, probably like a 890 to $900. All right,
0: so you're paying market. Mm-hmm. All right, well, then uh, the, where do you live in, Southern California? Yeah, I live in San Pedro, California. So yeah. it's Nine, $900 area. for an apartment? That must be a pretty crappy apartment
3: yeah it's, it's really it's just, a, it's just a nice well, when you say crap <clears throat> when you say crappy, basically um, uh, it's just a basic apartment. It has right. a small little garage. Okay,
0: and, so it's just you, you know it's the- your basic uh, crappy little apartment with bad carpeting, right? And the paint is nice. Excellent, good. yeah, that's our, you know, because Southern California for people who are listening, Southern, 900 dollars for Southern California doesn't go very far, but that's just a, uh, an, an issue of real estate values down here. OK. So, okay. uh, here's your deal. How much, uh, is it one room you're talking about? Well, no, really, the, the, uh, the
3: carpeting, it's not one room that the carpet, that I have to replace the carpet. How many square feet? Okay, I'm going to say square feet, I'm going to say about, uh, I'm going to say near 1,400.
0: You have a, wait, 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 uh, a, a 1,400 square foot apartment for 900 bucks? Right. Wow, right. That's, a, that's a good that's a good size. That's huge actually. It All, is right. Huge. All right. All right, so I was going to yeah. suggest I was going to suggest you do it yourself if it was good price and market and you want to get along but you know the bottom line is uh, legally this is where you can go, you may win, you probably will win depending on how crappy the carpet is and your landlord's going to hate you, which is always fun. Ella. Hello Ella.
4: Hi Bill. Yes. I have a question. Yes you I do. Have a yes you do. Should I just begin now? That's correct. Okay. Thank you. Um, I went through a very fussy, messy divorce, and the judge ordered my ex-husband to pay me self-support until I died or um, if I remarried. He appealed that, and um, he lost, and he took it all the way to the California Supreme Court, and he lost. And um, after doing that, he's an attorney— after losing those um, things, he uh, took his name off the bar roster. He could still practice law, and um, he. Uh, how does he still stop-
0: practice? Wait, wait, wait! How does he still practice law taking his name off the bar roster? That one I don't know how you do that.
4: I would have to ask the state bar. Yeah, you have to be know. a member.
0: You have to be a member of the state bar to practice law. And. and well, it- there's no other way around it. And uh, And if you are a member of the state bar, then they have your information. They have your address. Uh, they have your bar number, the date of admittance, and any complaints uh, that it, have been recorded against you. Uh, certainly any investigations are all there. So I, I don't understand how he took his name off the bar roster and is still practicing law. That one I don't know.
4: The state bar says that he's still in good standing and he can practice law. But then he, he, then, he
0: then his name is not off the bar roster.
4: Yes, his name is off the state bar roster. I don't understand how. I don't I don't understand, understand. how that works.
0: All right. So, what's your question? But
4: my question is, is that um, now I have, I have had some terrible health problems. Uh, I'm disabled. I haven't been able to work. I take a lot of medications. He doesn't know about all this because he's made himself invisible. Well, he took himself off the roster. He also made himself invisible.
0: All right, so I'm I, assuming he made we,
4: himself I, I also. Hire, I had to hire a collections, a domestic collections attorney, and we did find assets at one time for about fifty grand. And um, he then took his all of his uh, assets and moved them into a dummy company. All right, so what's, what's your question, what's your question up, Ella? How can I find him, Bill? You hire I've a private investigator.
0: Find- you hire a private investigator, Ella, but he if he's that slick, where he is prepared to go to this length to make sure you don't get paid... It's going to be virtually impossible because he has hidden his money, he has hidden his assets, and you're going to have to go through a a lot of hoops. You're going to have to jump through a lot of hoops. And this is a guy who is willing to l- effectively leave the practice of law not to pay you. He
4: had problems with alcohol. All right. It doesn't I'm matter. It doesn't matter. It does, doesn't it, make wise decisions.
0: Okay, but it doesn't matter. Does he have money? Yes. How do you know he yes. has money? How do you know that he still has money?
4: My, collection, my domestic collections attorney found this company in the state of Nevada.
0: And why and didn't you go office. after it? Then why didn't you go after the company?
4: Well, I had a talk with uh, my collections attorney, and he has contacted someone um, and asked him to be co counsel. Okay. Because the problem he says with the state of nevada and i've checked your website and tried to get help it is difficult it is difficult
0: it. it is difficult because corporations in nevada are a lot tighter but what let me ask you this ella you've gone to a collections attorney you're looking at companies that he owns what what can i bring to the table
4: I'm just hoping that you can give me some idea.
0: Get a collections that's attorney. How I can find. Get you. a collections attorney. Oh, you already have one. Hire a private I invest. Okay, hire a private investigator. Of oh, the collections attorney has already found uh, a company your husband's involved with. Uh, you know what? Uh, there's no place else to go, Ally. You're doing everything, and you're not going to get any money. This guy is a professional flake. And when you go to I this think- extent to hide money and to hide assets. It becomes almost impossible to get the money. I think you're just out of luck. I mean, that's what, uh, when people are that crazy. I mean, there are people that do that. There are men, usually it's men, who are so intent on not paying spousal, not paying child support, they are willing to give up their jobs, their pension, their social security, and are willing to work under the table for the rest of their lives simply not to pay the spousal support. That looks to be the case here. It really does. All right, this is Handle on the Law. kfi am 640 more stimulating talk bill handle here welcome back to handle on the law phone numbers 800-520-1 kfi 800-520-1534 we still have a few lines open uh alan hey alan I am a
5: California resident. I bought a used vehicle in Oregon from a well-known dealer, and when the car arrived in California, I discovered it had no catalytic converter. I have been calling the dealer in Oregon to try to get them to fix this. It's a $2,800 repair, and they're giving me the brush
0: off. Yeah, well, you went to trajectory. Oregon to buy the car, so uh you they sold you they sold you a car in Oregon. That was an Oregon-licensed car, correct? Correct. All right. Now what?
5: The, uh, by removing the catalytic converter, that violated
0: Oregon law. Ah, that's different. That's different. So the violation is Oregon law, not necessarily correct. California law. Now, does California have the same standards as Oregon?
5: No, uh, they are different, but removing a catalytic converter from a vehicle in Oregon is unlawful.
0: Okay, fair enough. So you could to sue in Oregon to have the catalytic converter brought back, replaced into the car, which I'm assuming it can happen in then X number of dollars. Then you have the issue of what more do you spend... To have it uh, to have it smogged for California because they don't have an obligation to you to meet California smog requirements.
5: No, I understand that. I'm willing to put whatever in the car is necessary to have a California smog. Then,
0: then what you do is uh, the lawsuit is against them for bringing whatever it takes to meet Oregon smog laws. There it is. I
5: also- I also found the car using a website, a website that is advertised on the station, and uh, paid part of the down payment with my American Express card. Now, do I have any recourse? Maybe. Call American
0: American Express. You might. You might. That's one of the beauties of American Express. Mike! Hello, Mike. You're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law. I've been been going to the
6: same tax guy, CPA firm, for about 20 years. And for years and years, he's been kind of begging me to uh, invest some money in his certified financial planning business also. Um, He finally wore me down, and I gave him permission, gave him the account numbers. Uh, He managed to get one CD rolled over. He didn't manage to get the second CD rolled over. When I pressed him for details, he wouldn't give me the details. He fired me as a client. He's cost me eleven thousand four hundred dollars. I'm wondering if All I All right,
0: well how what how did it cost you eleven thousand dollars? What did he do to cost you eleven thousand dollars?
6: Had he performed properly based on the uh, length of the CD instead of making 150 dollars I'd have made eleven thousand but hey all right but
0: let me ask you had he performed properly which means had he not rolled over the CD had he left it as a uh, in terms of leaving it in the bank or leaving it in whatever brokerage firm it was at
6: he didn't get it rolled over in, in the proper amount of time
0: okay so that's what cost you eleven thousand dollars that's an argument that's an argument. If uh, that's, he didn't take the money appropriately and invest it and lose the money, correct? Correct. Okay. And uh, he didn't ask for specific instruction. Yeah, you may have a shot at it. Yeah. Uh, Only because you're talking malfeasance. You're talking about how it's not a question of him investing. It's a question of, well, let me ask you, did you give him permission to take the money out?
6: I gave him the accounts. I signed all the documents for him to do the rollovers.
2: Okay, and just but he, only but only
0: but wait a sec only the rollovers.
6: Well, the rollovers were coming out of CDs and then going into his investment account.
0: Okay, but what you're arguing is because he didn't do the rollover, did the money then go into his account and then he invested that money? No,
6: no, it stayed in it stayed in a specific bank, and his his excuse was the banks just don't want to give up the money anymore.
0: And I don't understand, and uh, I, I'm still a little confused here. And so, effectively, they stayed in the bank, and he simply didn't roll over to a CD that would have paid more interest. Is that what you're saying?
6: Well, this from a CD to an investment account.
0: Okay, this and, they were, and talk- they were in investment accounts.
6: Well, no, they were in CDs. And he was supposed to, based on his experience as a financial planner,
0: he was supposed to get them into uh, uh, an investment account. All right, did he, is that in writing? Yes. All right, then, you, then he didn't do what he said he was going to do, and it cost you money. And uh, it's beyond just taking your money with your permission and investing it. Yeah, I think you have a shot. And I assume um, this is Southern California, right? This is correct. Yeah, you can sue for ten thousand dollars in small claims court. You suck up a thousand of it and hope you can get ten and only lose a thousand bucks. Uh, that's what I would do on that one. This is Handle on the Law.